Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. to another edition of the night report podcast joining me once again richie schneiderite richie we got a lot to cover today uh two new commitments we want to talk some uh how the official visits went for everyone else we got some rack renovation news possibly so let's just kick it off uh the first commitment we got since the last time we spoke is a corner from kissimmee florida his name is bo masco 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 yeah uh so he was on an official visit last week uh, tell us what we're getting in this kid. Yeah. So basically, um, just for starters, he, uh, he committed right after the official, like he committed Sunday afternoon, right before he left. Um, it's kind of typically how these things go. And then obviously, uh, he set a commitment date for late July and it's just like, I, I just don't think he could have held on to the news for that long. It was just more like, I want to get it out there and it's, <laughs> it's just post about it. Why, why are we waiting? Like, so he was going to wait for his birthday, but, um, he did cave and ended up posting where like, I want to say two days after three days after something like that um he's, he's actually a pretty solid corner i like his tape he plays at a big high school at uh asiola asiola something like that i don't know how to pronounce words i'm really bad at it apparently. <laughs> um but uh yeah no he, he looks like a pretty good one-on-one corner he's a little on the smaller side he's not that typical shiano six foot one tall lengthy corner but he does look good in one-on-one coverage he's pretty consistent in one-on-one coverage as well uh he's got a good eye for tracking the ball down and uh Honestly, I, I, this is a pretty good get. This is a solid Florida get. Um, Iowa did push, but then they ended up taking someone else. So, I mean, he does have an Iowa offer. BC was right there. I took an official visit to BC the week before. So it's not like this kid didn't have any other offers. Um, he is a Florida kid. I think uh, if he played up in Jersey, maybe he probably would have got a little more t- attention and a couple more eyes on him just being at a, a smaller state and stuff like that. But I, I do think this is a solid get for Rutgers. And uh, there's – their DB recruiting in 2023 might be the best out of any position group so far. Yeah. If we're just looking at offers, like purely offers on the guys you've landed, I would say you're, you're probably right. Um, yeah. I think the common thread with a lot of these guys is they're guys who we've got to commit kind of shortly after we started showing interest, it seems. And I don't know when we offered Basco, but I don't think he was necessarily the top of the list as of a month ago. Uh, I, I think targets. they offered him offered him late May, it was. Uh, Orphe actually saw him, and I, I want to say it was FAU or FIU, one of those random camps. And then uh, they saw him, they offered him, and they just they put the pressure on right away and got him to uh, set an official visit almost immediately. And a lot of people questioned it because at the time he didn't have many offers. And then all of a sudden BC came in, uh, Iowa came in, uh, Marshall, a bunch of other like G5s, Power 5 guys. And then uh, they, they just locked it down pretty good. This was a, this was a good job by Orphe. I'll give him a lot of credit here. Um, I know he's the new guy, not a lot of relationships yet, but this, this is a good start for him. Yep, solid commitment. Uh, the second commitment is one of the stranger commitment stories I've ever heard. Uh, his name is Daryl Javone. Yeah. Uh, Jabomi, uh, something like that. We're, all, we're both terrible with names today. Sorry for anybody's names we're butchering. Uh, but he's a class of 22 linebacker from Canada. He's 6'2", 220. Uh, he signed his LOI already. He should be enrolling shortly. 
Um, first off, run us through what happened with this kid in terms of him committing the whole story before we get into him as a player. Yeah. So uh, th- this one's super intriguing. I don't think I've ever heard a story like this before, but uh, <laughs> I've neither. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little bizarre. He just, um, he was doing a little camp tour with a bunch of other uh, Canadian teammates. I think there was two or three of them. The, he was going to do a prep year at Canada prep. So he technically was a 2023 or was going to be a 2023, but uh, he has the eligibility for 2022 and that's where Rutgers is taking him as. Um, so he was doing his camp tour going around. They went to Buffalo, they went to Yukon. Um, so Rutgers actually saw him at the Buffalo camp. Um, I'm not sure if it was a Buffalo camp or another camp over at Buffalo, but regardless, uh, they saw him there they said, Hey, we want to get you back to campus. We want to get you to work out in front of our entire staff. Cause most of these like satellite camps, they don't send everybody. They'll send like two guys or three guys here. So I don't know who exactly was at the Buffalo one, but I'm assuming Heatherman wasn't there because he did tell me this was his first time meeting him the other day. Um, so just to get, he wanted to get him back to campus. They, they invited him to like two or three camps, but they already set this whole tour up with the Canadian, uh, Canadian Canada prep, uh, head coach that was driving them around. So they set up that tour. Um, they said, Hey, we, we want to get you to camp on the 17th. You couldn't make it. Hey, we're going to get you to camp on, I forget what the other date was. You couldn't make it. Then Friday, this past Friday, uh, he was at UMass for a camp. Rutgers called him again and they're like, Hey, we really, really want you to come here for a camp. It's our final one on Saturday. We're doing a big man Academy slash camp before the seven on seven tournament. Um, he did that, showed up and apparently impressed everybody. Uh, did some private workouts with uh, Heatherman on the side. And I think they offered him right on the spot. Shiano like ran over apparently and just, just told the kid like, Hey, we want to offer you. So beforehand <laughs> though, I, before I even forget, he, this, this kid drove four hours to UMass then drove seven hours or three hours to Rutgers. So drove like seven hours total within like a 24 hour or not even 24 hours, like a 12 hour span slept in his car the night before with his teammates and his coach. Cause their cards weren't working. Cause they were international cards or something. Something was weird with his, the banking or whatever. So they slept in their car, didn't sleep in a hotel, got the Rutgers, got the offer. And then all of a sudden Rutgers like, Oh, hold up. We're putting you on an official visit. Like people don't understand how like, this is like, like quick. And yeah. uh, his head coach was telling me it was nuts. Like they, they told the family, like, I did, the coach is telling me, he's like, I had to explain to the family, like, they want to fly you out right now. Like, you got to come now. Like, it's going to be an official visit. I'm going to take the other two kids. I'm going to go home, drive all the way back to Canada. You, you guys got to fly here, take this official visit with him. And they did the New York trip. They didn't do the whole nine yards, whole 10 yards, but they got most of it in. Got the, the, the dinners, the, the lunches and all that stuff. That's all he kept raving about to me. Um, kept telling me about how good the food was. And then he did New York City with the staff and uh, uh, commit it like on the spot. And there's your, your new linebacker for 2022. It's wild. Uh, Cause obviously we, we were looking for a linebacker for next year, really hard in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this kid uh, somebody who can actually uh, step in and possibly play for us next year? Or is this probably a red shirt candidate? See, I normally, I would say no matter what, if you're taking a kid at this point, it's probably a red shirt. But based uh-huh. on the linebacker core being so injury injury depleted between two Ray gone between uh, Moses Walker, who I actually heard is, is relatively like getting more and more healthy. He might be healthy like mid to late season. But at that point, do you really want to push a freshman out there if he's not Probably fully not. healthy? So I think he's still he will still redshirt. But I don't know if this kid will redshirt or not. He's he's crazy athletic. I'll give him that. He's runs a four five forty um 10 2 broad jump 81 inch wingspan at 6 2 like 6 2 220 like he's got the size like he's got the speed yeah. 
I just don't know how good that competition is at that uh, whatever uh, Canadian league he's in up there. I know they do. He, I wanted to say I wish he did play this year because if you look at that Canada prep schedule or I don't even know what it's called, uh, RICC football prep slash Canada prep. It's some weird program they have up there. Uh, they were going to play a fully a full U.S. schedule this season, which would have been interesting to see him go up against U.S. competition. Obviously, Rutgers probably wouldn't have wanted that because he might have got more attention. But sure. um, I was looking at it before. They, they were playing the Hunt School this year, so I'm definitely going to check out the team and see what they look like uh, in person. But also, he's got two younger brothers that uh, apparently are going to be bigger than him. So according to his head coach, they're both bigger than him. They got a, they got a couple interesting dudes. They got a six foot six, three twenty, like converted offensive lineman. I, I asked the coach right away. I was like, where, where the hell did he play before? Like, huh. and he said, he's just learning the game or something like that. I forget exactly what it was, but this could be a good little in for, uh, for Rutgers. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, see if they can kind of just pick apart Canada a little bit and just pick a couple other guys and bring them in. But uh, it, it was interesting. The kid, I, I meant to mention before, the kid, uh, when he committed, he told me, he's like, yeah, then they have these these two Canadian kids that used to be really good up by me. And I'm like, who? And he goes, Wesley Bailey, right? Renee Conga. They were great up here. And they all, I guess they all kind of know each other too. I was going to say, it seemed like a tight-knit community in terms of Canadian football, just even going back to like the Westermans. Like it seemed yeah. like anybody coming out of Canada, we had an in with at least because they knew them. Um, yeah. So – so kicking it back to linebacker recruiting, I know we were looking for a transfer portal guy. There's been rumors that we might be getting uh, Singleton back this year. Are you hearing the same thing? Is that a possibility still? Yeah, it sounds like there's there's a good chance. Obviously, nothing's set in stone. Um, he needs to get an NCAA approval, a waiver, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, so I, it, do, it does sound like some promising news could be coming down the line there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even announce anything. I could see them just showing up like day one of training camp. They're like, oh, my God, who's number 11? And it's like, oh, shit, look, look at that. <laughs> Drew Singleton. The same guy who was number 11 the last few years. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, he did have a good end of the season. He started getting a lot yep. better when he was healthy. Um, he's always had the potential. So, I mean, now you, you kind of thrust him into a starter role probably. Um, oh, without a doubt. There's no way I, he's not starting I, I would year. think so, right next to Tyreen Powell. And then – uh. If you run that two linebacker set still, it's that's probably the top two guys. And then it kind of allows you to uh, maybe even redshirt this, the, the Dariel guy, the Dariel kid, or get him that four-game span and get him like a, a little bit of a run versus like Temple or versus uh, Wagner, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I do think there's a good chance he comes back, and that, that's huge for Rutgers. It's a guy that already knows the system, knows the playbook. You don't have to teach him anything. Although a transfer might have been nice because you may have been able to get someone even better. But Singleton's got potential. So, I mean, if he's fully healthy, you rock with him and see what you can do with him. Yep. So let's talk how the the official visit went for the other kids who were on campus. Um, So we don't have any other commits from that visit, but there are kids who we sound like, yeah. So it sounds like you were pretty confident we'd be getting a bunch of commits from that official visit. Do you still feel that way? So I was pretty confident in a lot of these guys committing. I still think there's a very good shot that Fama Toure, for example, is going to end up committing. I think his is on the ninth or the seventh. I forget when he's officially making that decision. Um, it's one of those dates, but Illinois made a pretty heavy push there. It did sound like the Illini might actually like snag him, which would be a little wild considering his brother's on the team, his cousin played for Rutgers. Um, he's got so many connections to Rutgers. It's basically 
the, the fighting two rays at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it does sound like Rutgers did a pretty good job on that official visit. Um, they're selling them on the whole, like uh, you could be that outside receiver for us, that tall guy. You kind of step up when Sean Ryan leaves and be that like tall receiver threat. Uh, now, do I think he stays a receiver? I don't know. That's up for debate. I think he could be a tight end in the future because he does have that build that you can kind of bulk up a little bit and become like a 6'4", like 230, 240 around there maybe. But regardless, I think there's a good shot with him. Uh, other than that, Joe Jackson's deciding on the fourth. It's a lot closer than people think. Uh, I do think that Kansas State has probably retaken the lead there. It's interesting because he didn't have that K-State visit planned. He had it planned for October, September or something, something in the fall. And then all of a sudden they, they called him up or they got a running back commit from a different guy. And they were, they were planning to take two from the get-go. And all of a sudden they got that commitment and he just, boom, schedules the visit for Friday right after Rutgers visit. And it's like, it's not a good sign most of the time. Now Rutgers felt pretty confident after their official visit, but then the K-State visit happened. He posted, or, or I should say, our K-State site posted an article saying, quote-unquote, he loved the visit, loved everything about Kansas, blah, blah, blah. Manhattan's great. It's not the real Manhattan, but whatever. Um, so, so it sounds like uh, they might be in the lead there. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, who else? A couple of Maryland commits in Wislowski and Dylan Wade after visiting Rutgers. It's always, that's not really a good sign either. Sean Williams actually canceled his Rutgers visit and went to Maryland instead. He committed to Maryland, so there's three right there really? for Maryland uh sean boyle interestingly enough the quarterback that everyone thought was going to flip on the spot uh went to charlotte this past weekend so went back to his committed school i don't think he ends up flipping i think a charlotte kid through and through i think he might just stay down the street at his school a couple of his buddies are going like going to charlotte not as football players but um he's built a good bond with that team in general uh that coaching staff it i know it's crazy to say but like it's not a loss it's a loss but it's not a loss it's like if he stays with charlotte it's like he's the hometown kid he's staying home can you really blame him but to not be able to flip him from charlotte is not a good look either hence why they had this juco quarterback who could just be a depth filler at this point uh join his his tape and stats are pretty uninspiring though so i don't i think that was not really a loss either letting him it's tough because like, I feel like any type of 2023 kid or 2022 kid at this point um, just isn't going to play here ever. Like, I hate to say it, yeah. but like, I just don't think they'll ever play. They'll just be a depth piece. Also, Galvin just got a Kent State offer, so I wouldn't be shocked if he kind of just jumped on that right away. Um, kind of wait and see. We'll see what happens. Uh, so, I mean, they did land Mascow. They have a good shot at two, Ray. I know I said three and a half. Udiego, Udiogu out of D.C., uh, Georgetown Prep, Keontae Hamilton School. Um, There's potential there down the line. It doesn't seem like they're ready to take him just yet. But uh, he does like – he went to Vanderbilt, went to Rutgers. Academics are huge for him. So it's going to be an interesting fight there. Uh, Tosin Babalade is probably heading to the Carolinas. R.J. Johnson went to Arkansas. Elaine Nakun Jr. already committed. Um, So I'm going to count that towards my three and a half. So then (laughs) then I hit the over, but – or probably will hit the over, but it's, it's going to be close. I don't, I'm not as confident as I once was before. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if they just save a couple of these ships for the portal and stuff like that. Cause as we know, or who even knows at this point, cause Greg's still adding 2022 guys. Now at this point next year, he might be adding 2023 guys. Yeah. Greg's nothing, if not a magician and unpredictable when it comes to scholarship. So 
yeah. any number that we throw out, any prediction that you have, you might as well just like earmark it with a huge grain of salt because you never really know, Greg. He's always yeah. got surprises. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's crazy. So speaking of earmarking, the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on today was uh, there was a, a bill that just got signed by Murph, Governor Murphy uh, earmarking hundreds of millions of dollars to Rutgers for facility upgrades and including in that uh, upgrades to the rack and also uh, kickstarting the indoor practice facility that Greg has been promised in his contract. So I think the interesting part is both of these upgrades were contractually obligated by Rutgers to be given one with Chiano's contract, the other with the Jersey Mike's contract. So let's first start off with the rack news, because I think that one's a little more shocking. Um, It was, there's some, reporting on the the basketball board uh in that thread that's i don't i don't remember the name of the title but basically that Rutgers would be shutting that down for a year you were a full season's games would not be played at the rack uh is this what you're hearing as well yeah so so it's titled just rack renovation so very simple if you can't find it (laughs) you're having your own struggles there um but yeah no this is that's everything's crazy that's what we've been hearing i don't know when this is going to start now the question is does it start this year does it start next year um i know when we talked to hobbs obviously he said the whole plan is to make that full like a concourse circle oval thing, whatever you want to call it um now where do you put that exactly because you can't really just like i was talking to you beforehand before we started this you can't just move the arena forward and get rid of that like little cul-de-sac thing because that would be great that'd be phenomenal easy done simple now you're probably gonna have to cut off that little back road. I don't know what the name of the street is. I always forget it. Um, but behind, uh, in between Baton and the rack, pretty much. And uh, it's gonna be interesting what they do. It does sound like, based on the reporting from like these posters and other people, and some of these guys are notable donors. So it's not like these are this is just coming out of nowhere. Like I know who a couple of them are. Obviously, I'm not gonna reveal names or anything like that. But they they are reputable. Um, the one was about how the, the bathroom situation is extremely tricky. Um, that's that's like priority number one, it sounds like. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I just don't know how fans are going to feel about playing at Newark for a year. Uh, yeah, it's certainly not ideal, but as long as it's only one season, um, I think a lot of people will be able to get over it. I don't think logistically – <clears throat> it'd be an easy lift to start that renovation for this season. So I imagine it's going to be yeah. the 2023, 24 season that, that, that Rutgers is playing somewhere else. I also saw Jadwin thrown around as another option. I really don't see that happening. No, um, they, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Cause they play basically all of their indoor sports in that arena. So, yeah, you know, everything in the winter at Princeton is played at Jadwin. So there's no way Rutgers can play their basketball games there too. Um, and plus with how things are in Newark, I'm sure there's concerts already scheduled there. Like yeah. you've got the devils also playing there. So it's really tough to just like drop that in six months ahead of time, four months ahead of time, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case. I know they said that Rutgers did look at Trenton at the cure center and it, it's a nice arena. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, there's something with the radio and TV networks that it would be like Philly technically instead of New York. So that was a big issue and a big, like, contractual issue especially because you just got the deal with the fan and all that so Mm -hmm. um i don't think that's even in the play i think it's basically like newark and that's like you're kind of your only option um now it's 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 gonna be interesting because this was the whole like 
little jabs that Rutgers fans were throwing at Seton Hall saying like, hey, uh, we don't have our own arena. And it's like, oh, idiots, now you're playing the same arena as us. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Food, uh, food choices might be better, though. Well, that's always a plus. The, the food probably will be better. Um, it, it will be very weird sharing an arena with Seton Hall for a year, but yeah, it's for the greater good. I can't wait to see. I'm sure renderings are going to be coming out now because this is just signed yeah. in like this week. So I imagine this will be a, a quickly developing story. Um, also, you remarked in there is the, the indoor practice practice facility. Um, yeah. Is there any indication as to when we might get might see shovels in the ground, or is this still so quickly yeah. developing that is not a set date yet? The whole thing's nuts. Um, if if you noticed who I posted about or who broke the news on this, it was two political reporters. Thank God I don't have to do like anything like that because I have zero. <laughs> they probably sat there yeah. all day, like six seven hours, just to listen to like this one little tidbit about how Rutgers yep. little signature right there. But uh, no, there's nothing about that. I know um, reading the article over and over again, it does say that like technically Greg can walk away from his contract in June, 2023, if it's not started or, or like, no, it had to be done, I guess, by June, 2023, that's what it was. And then uh, obviously COVID threw everything for a loop. So that, that, does yeah. that cancel a year. No, technically it's still contractually agreed upon, but um, I don't expect it to be done by June, 2023. That'd be insane, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Um, it's kind of just uh, just wait and see. I know this was kind of like part of that 100 mil is going to get kicked to this. I don't know how much of that. I know uh, Greg's responsibility from donor's perspective is like half of this uh, facility, whereas Rutgers is responsible for the other half. This might just be 25 on top of – they might have 75 raised already, maybe. I, that, that's me ideally optimistically thinking. I don't think that's what they have, but – <laughs> I feel like it would have been done by now or something would have gotten the ground or it is interesting though. Uh, so some of the stuff that just coming out though, I'm just still shocked that this was all about the rack, like Murphy basketball fan, not a football fan. Yeah, no, Murphy's been uh, a very uh, <clears throat> huge advocate for Rutgers sports. It's nice having somebody who actually will wear Rutgers gear, go to Rutgers games instead of Notre Dame games yeah. as governor. Um and that's not a political point. It's just purely no. Rucker support. Um, yeah. And then some of the money in this uh, bill also is going towards that hub, which is going to be where yeah. Farron Mall used to be in New Brunswick, um, which is, I guess, uh, part of the Robert Wood Johnson uh, School uh, Research Facility. So that'll mm -hmm. be another. Like, it's just a massive win for Rutgers. This bill all around in terms of every, any way you look at it, because people are going to be complaining that. We're spending taxpayer money on athletics facilities, but that's no different than any uh, deal that ever gets signed regarding this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Stupid, but whatever. Yep. Yep. So is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we sign off for today? I know we kind of covered a lot in a short period of time. Uh, let me think. Uh, no, I don't really have anything new. Um, I guess Steve Owen's contract was pretty good. They're, uh, they're pretty active in the transfer portal. They got a pretty good pitcher out of Seton Hall. Transferring yeah. Drew Conover. Uh, they got a couple other decent players so far. Seems like they're kind of cutting weight in terms of uh, cutting bad weight in terms of the transfer portal too. A lot of guys I did lose leaving. one of their best players though. Uh, I think his name's like they lost uh, Richie Schneikoffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that that one definitely hurts. Um, I think he came in actually technically under the old regime. So as much as it's a huge yep. loss, it's not the worst in the world because they. They do have weapons in the outfield, and they have some incoming uh, pieces that are pretty good, Hector's been telling me. So I'll we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Um, 
Let me think. I'm, I'm looking at the rack like post and all again, and it's saying that uh someone just posted the entrance is actually going to be the side that faces uh the green lot. So I guess when you walk up on that side with a Jersey Mike's banner in the middle, that's going to be the entrance okay. now. So that that'd be interesting. Corridors are going to be expanded. This is it's going to be a long project, but I'm I'm intrigued more to see if Rutgers fans are actually going to make the trip to Newark all the time. Tuesday night versus like some uh, Central Connecticut, probably well, probably not, but. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think if we're a good team that year that we have that, and we, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't be, I think we yeah. will. Um, and I, so the road that you're talking about possibly closing is that honors Plaza loop right in front of the stadium where the buses drop people off. Yeah. We're not talking about hospital road, Rockefeller road, the two roads that kind of yes. like run parallel. Okay. Yeah. But apparently in between that, like that green lot that faces all those stupid solar panels and shit, that's yep. going to be the main entrance apparently. Interesting. The more I think about it too, like I'm, I'm thinking more of like New Jerseyans are going to go take the, the train to New York Penn and then go to the Rutgers games. But the, there could be like a, a good New York market too in that kind of a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people uh, commute in to Rutgers, uh, to New Brunswick for those games from New York City. So I don't see any reason why those commuters would be deterred. Um, be interesting. But we're also just kind of speculating here. Who knows if it's actually going to be played in Newark. It sounds like that's going to be the case, but nothing's finalized yeah. yet. We don't even know when. Uh, that's other things. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we are playing at Mohegan Sun, so uh, you have to go. I guess I'm going to have yes. to go up there and spend the night. No. Oh, no. Not me. Have to, have to, to gamble and oh, carry no. on. Imagine playing no, craps no. with Pykele. Oh, my God. That'd be funny. Yeah, he, he seems like he'd be a good time. He'd be a good hang. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll just see him on the craps table. We'll just have to camp out the craps table and find out. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I don't uh, – did, did, did they announce the date for that game yet? Or Yeah, it just no. – uh, it actually just got announced before Temple tweeted it. Uh, November – they just had it up, damn it. 17th, I think it said. No, 18th, November 18th. Number 18th, is that a Friday, Saturday? Don't know. Where's the calendar on this stupid thing? November 18th. Oh, my God. I got to go on this nut. It is a Friday. Perfect. Yeah, that's sounds like a, a fun weekend trip. Because um, I think there's two other teams competing in this, like, small tournament there, right? Or is it like a um, showcase? No, I thought this was just it, but maybe you might be right then. I thought it was just these two, but uh, I haven't done enough like uh, research on hoops yet just because, uh, you know, <laughs> hasn't even started. Or they're not even done with the roster yet. Um, oh, yeah, Iona and Vermont. That's, okay. Might have to miss that one. Darn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who, who knows? Good game. Good uh, arena. Good place. Have fun. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, it's been another edition of the Night Report Podcast. Thank 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.